Ben Buffs podcast live from the Blake Street Tavern. I'm Jake Shapiro alongside Will Whalen, Ryan Konigsberg, frantically making his way here. Uh, another episode of the BSN Buffs podcast. We're, we're pleased to join you. Uh, a lot more basketball in this episode than we've done in the last few, uh, mainly because the alums are in town that are playing the basketball tournament as well as basketball recruiting is picked up. Uh, we're going to compare basketball to football a little bit later in the show. But first, Will, how you doing, my man? Man, I'm feeling good. Um, this has been kind of a, an interesting morning of getting over to the Blake Street Tavern. We're waiting on Ryan. Uh, had a great time uh, the last couple of days just thinking about storylines for this podcast. I had a great time thinking about the storylines. Inter- interesting morning for you. I left the ballpark last night at 2.15 <laughs> in the morning. There it is. So. There it is. We had our first rec league. I think part of the reason why we're doing so much basketball is that we had our first rec league game last night. Beat the team 112 to 61. How many shots Ryan make? Ryan is not on my team. Oh, Ryan's not? Ryan is not on my team. He's a Tuesday night player. You He's gonna a, play against uh, we, Ryan? We, uh, we're in the North Boulder League. I think Ryan... I think Ryan sticks to the South Boulder. He's on the South Side. We're on the North Side. He is on the South Side. Yeah, indeed. But yeah, we had our first rec league game last night, and it was uh, not pretty for the team made up entirely of people who work at the Buff Restaurant. So I considered going into the Buff for breakfast this morning and reminding them who's daddy. Who's daddy? Swag daddy, taddy is daddy. As we know at Unser Racing. Indeed. So the young alums are, or not the young alums, the alums are in town. You've got guys that are playing in the basketball tournament, uh, Dominique Coleman, Jason Obazue, Scott Seinger, uh, Marcus Hall, Marcus King-Stockton, Richard Roby, Levi Knudsen, Austin DeFault, Marcus Relifer, just great names yeah. of CU yeah. basketball, folklore, essentially. Uh, you know, they uh, are in town. They're, they're doing a little bit of stuff with the current basketball team, uh, you know, the guys that are still here. Uh, they're not required to be here right now as Tad Boyle, as we know, Tad Boyle didn't make them stay this summer. So, uh, but what have you heard about this uh, alumni team and uh, kind of their makeup and their maybe different uh, from last year c- compared to their first round exit? Yeah, I mean, the, the big thing compared to last year is this year they're a lot more organized. <laughs> I think last year it was uh, just a complete... I don't want to say mess, but it, it was it was done very last minute. Uh, Bo Gamble didn't know as much about what's going on right now, and he's really been the spearhead for a lot of alumni events uh, to do with the University of Colorado and the basketball program. And this year they know what they're getting into, so they've had some more time to, to really prepare. Uh, and another thing is Trent Beckley, a former walk-on from Colorado uh, at the University of Colorado, has also kind of helped out. Uh, in terms of he, he's listed as the GM on their, you know, the basketball tournament page. You've got Dwight Thorne as the coach. So there's a lot more organization. There's a lot more hands in the pot this year to get everything together. And from what I've heard, it, it's really, obviously, these guys want to win. These guys are competitors. They're athletes. They, they, they're not going in anything half-assed trying to get their butts kicked in the first round like they did last year. They're, they're really trying to have some success. And a lot of these guys are professional they athletes, are. let they alone are. just athletes. Yeah, they're not allowed to, uh, you're not allowed to have any current NBA players on your roster. Anybody who's under NBA contract cannot be on the team. So a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie, guys like Alec Burks, Andre Robertson, none of them are allowed to play for the team. Um, but what you have, as you said, is a bunch of pros from all over the world. Uh, you look at Richard Roby, he's been playing in Japan lately. He's played all over the world. Um, and talk about Roby steak. 
Sorry, it was a late night for me. Okay. Really <laughs> oh, late. Kobe steak. Yeah, I see where yeah, you're going see. with that. Okay. Because, like, okay. Roby was, like, our Kobe at right, CU, so right, right. it kind of worked. I mean, you know, I'm going to give you a B-minus for that, actually. I'm going to give myself a D-plus because I didn't catch on for yeah, a while. Yeah, you know, it was very highbrow, right, which makes right, it right. even lower brow in my pun world. Right. Right. But I'm glad you... See, I know a pun is good when you appreciate it because you hate puns. I, nothing pisses me off more than puns. I don't know why. It's because you, you talk to Ryan for this more true. than 20 hours a week. This is true. This is true. Sorry, I cut you off. No, you're fine. This was more important. Roby State. <laughs> um, these guys have played all over the world, and they're having a chance to really kind of come together, uh, represent the school, obviously. But, again, as Bull Gamble and Trent Beckley have always said, this is all about connecting alums back to university, getting them to come back to Boulder, uh, really kind of showing current players what you can do when you play at the University of Colorado, and that's a big thing. Now, we don't know what the, uh, what involvement there is with any current players. We're not saying that they're out there playing or anything like that. We're, there's a lot of uncertainties, but what we do know is that the older guys, they're back in Boulder, and that's a really cool thing anytime you can bring alums home. And they associate themselves with the program still, they obviously, do. and that's a big thing because we're going to talk about recruiting in a second, but the fact that these guys consider Boulder a true home, like yeah. a place that they consider home, is such a big thing to, I think, guys that look to come to Colorado that are, or that are just started at Colorado to go, you know, dang, you know, these guys are 29, 30 years old, six years, seven years out of college, and they're still coming back to Boulder. They're not, they're not spending their free time at their parents' house. Right. They're coming to Boulder. Right. So, you know, I think that instills a culture of, you know, this place is home. This place means a lot to me. Uh, this place means a lot to the guys before me, so it should mean a lot to me as yeah, well. Yeah, and, and, and you can tell, you know, there's – you couldn't blame someone who was here during certain parts of Ricardo Patton's tenure, certain parts of Jeff Bizdelic's tenure for maybe disassociating themselves from the program. There weren't a lot of wins to go around. There wasn't a lot of – Stability. It wasn't a program yet. It was just kind of a team that happened to play in Boulder, that happened to play at the Coors Event Center in a conference. There wasn't a program yet, and it's really cool to see them embrace what the program has become. And, you know, quite frankly, God, I, to be a fly on the wall, you know, to be in that gym watching Richard Roby, see who's guarding him, see what he looks like these days, see what Marcus King Stockton is doing, you know, see how Marcus Hall looks, uh, Austin DeFault. You know, all these guys... Laid the foundation for what is happening did. now. They absolutely did. None of this exists without them. And, you know, I didn't cover the team when they were around, but, I, you know, I was raised in Colorado. I know these guys. I know their accomplishments. And it's it's really just fun from a, from a human interest standpoint of seeing them come home. Uh, and, and really, every time you talk to them, to see their enthusiasm for the program, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, and it's been a, quite frankly, it's been a point of emphasis for Tad Boyle ever since he took over. He said his first offseason, he wanted guys to come back. He wanted guys to come back to Boulder to feel like they were always here. And it, it's it's awesome to see. I feel like I'm talking in circles, but seriously, right. there aren't there, a lot there's of programs a reason why, like this. There's a reason why we say, who's your Taddy? Tad, Tad really wants to be right. like, these guys' dad, in, in a way, where, you know, he wants to 
you know, be a, a mentor for these yes. guys. He wants to, to make it feel like home. And I, I, I go to what sometimes Mike McIntyre says, the three Fs or the four Fs or whatever, family, faith, and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Tad Boyle has that in but a similar way in the sense that he tries to create a culture that is unique and that feels like home. And, Very much and, so. And that is – and we're st- stressing it so much, but it is such an important thing because I, I cover the Rockies, and one of the major problems with the Rockies in my mind is that they don't have an identity. Right. Colorado basketball has an identity. And that is so important. And and you know what? One of the things that I was just thinking about as you were as you were kind of talking about that is you think back to when you really think back to, to when Embry took over the football program. I guess. You think back Lovely. to when Thank you. Thank you. you too. Getting some food dropped off here at the Blake Street Tavern. Jake, what are you going with today? I'm going with the grilled cheese and some oh. French fries and a pickle. Taking it light today? I've got the Philly cheesesteak. And it looks delicious. I've heard great things about the Philly cheesesteak here at the Blake Street Tavern. Uh, about an hour from first pitch at the Rockies game. Absolutely perfect time to come down here. $6, 24-ounce drafts. I had one wow. myself Monday before wow. I went to the ball game. What a deal. Uh, um, just to wrap it up, I mean, you think back to when Embry was in the program, and there were a lot of things that Embry did do right, I think. There are some things that he didn't, but what he did, one of the things good, that he struggled with, one of the things that he struggled with, was connecting current players to past players. And players that were recruited by Embry were made out to be villains sometimes when they thought they were. Ted Boyle has never done that, and that's a really big thing in college athletics. Ryan said this to me the other day, perception is reality, and we, I think that's, that's even more true in college athletics, especially with recruits and how guys play. We talked about it on our last episode, and which guys were maybe hated by the fans that maybe shouldn't yeah. have been yeah, that totally, were totally. that that out that outperformed what the, the what the fans thought they were actually doing and Sefa Lufa is, is a main guy like that but you know to 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 maybe like a guy like Shannon Sharp that didn't exceed his expectations or maybe didn't even meet his expectations he is still part of the basketball program here at CU. He was a man, uh, a grad assistant last year. Uh, he's around the program. He hangs out with the guys. He's part of the program. And that tells you everything about the culture of the program, where a guy like Shannon Sharp that didn't live up to the hype in Boulder still feels comfortable. And maybe a guy like Jeremy Adams as well. And Jeremy Adams is as much as part of this program and loves this program as much as anybody. And it's important to remember, Shannon Sharp was not recruited by Boyle. He was recruited by Bistelis. And he tears his ACL. His first year back, he plays for Boyle. And what happens? He leaves the school. He had personal issues back in Southern California. Chad Boyle, the coach that did not recruit him, paid for him to come back to school and finish his degree. You want one example of the kind of program that Chad Boyle is trying to build? And look, we're not even talking wins and losses here. We can talk about their success on the court. I get it. We're talking about an identity of a program. We're talking about the makeup, the moral makeup, the ethical makeup of a program. That's the best example that I can come up with. Tad Boyle paying for a player that he did not recruit to come back to school, finish it, and be a part of the program, be connected to the program, and the dividends in that young man's life and going forward, you, you can't measure. I think we both agree Tad Boyle is first class. But speaking of a thing that's first class, the Blake Street Tavern here on Blake and Park. Uh, a few blocks east of the ballpark, uh, 
like I said, six ounce, twenty four ounce, or six dollar, twenty four ounce drafts before any Rockies games of Coors Light. Uh, get yourself right before those Rockies games because you're gonna need it. And uh, yes. beautiful place to stop off. Will lives in the area, so if you see a deranged, sweaty man walking around, well, it might be Will Whalen. So say favorite, hi. One of my favorite things to do here at the Blake Street Tavern is happy hour Monday through Friday, three to six, Sunday through Thursday, ten p.m. to midnight. $2 PBRs, $3 Wells and domestic drafts, $4 craft and import drafts, and the best part, $4 Tullamore Dew, Irish whiskey, Stolian flavors, Sailor Jerry spiced rum. You want to get your shots on, you want to get your beer on, you want to get your party on, you want to get your baseball on, come down to the Blake Street Tavern. And we're about to get our commercial on, so we'll be right back from this commercial break on the other side or something like that. Preferred Organic Therapy is one of Denver's original dispensaries. With over 30 strains to choose from, we offer elite cannabis that is grown clean with zero harmful pesticides and always hand-trimmed. Nobody gives you the variety that Preferred Organic Therapy does. Our knowledgeable staff will guide you through your shopping experience and ensure you make a well-informed decision. Stop by today for daily specials and to see why customers are raving about Preferred Organic Therapy. Conveniently located at 1569 South Colorado Boulevard, mention BSN Denver and instantly save 15%. Preferred Organic Therapy, a better way to heal. Hi, I'm Erica Chenard, and I've been helping Colorado homeowners buy and sell for 14 years. From the biggest names in Colorado to first-time buyers, I treat each and every one like an MVP. I've sold over 170 homes in the last 12 months, and I can help you sell your current one or buy your next one. Call me, Erica Chenard, at 720-663-1003 or online at denvercohomes.com. Hey, Josh, what happened to Colorado Keg House? I was just there yesterday, Adam. It's the same great place with 72 Colorado craft beers on tap. Really? I heard they had up to 60 breweries in there. I figured they must have moved into a huge building or something. That means they have up to 60 different breweries on tap, dude. Do you think they actually crammed 60 breweries in there? Oh, so they still have 27 TVs? Yeah. And NFL Sunday ticket? Yep. Cool. Still awesome. Colorado Keg House, Colorado's home for craft beer by the First Bank Center in Broomfield. Fossil Trace Golf Club is a destination for golfers across the country. Tucked into the foothills of Golden, Colorado, Fossil Trace is one of the most unique courses in America. Hole 12 was named one of the most fun 18 holes in America by Golf Digest. Fossil Trace is 5280's best golf course, and it's less than 20 minutes from downtown Denver. Go to Fossil Trace to escape the ordinary and discover the extraordinary with prehistoric and modern. Schedule your tee time up to 60 days in advance at FossilTrace.com. Don't miss the Yamaha Get Out and Ride sales event at Coyote Motorsports. With low APRs, huge customer cash, and more on Yamaha motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides. From championship Yamaha sport bikes and YZs to sport ATVs and side-by-sides and grizzly Viking and Wolverine models. So see Coyote Motorsports today for huge Get Out and Ride savings. Offers good 2-1-16 through 6-30-16 on select Yamaha motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides. See Coyote Motorsports for details. Back on the BSN Buffs podcast and back from the Clock Tower Grill is Ryan Konigsberg finally joining us from at the Blake Street Tavern. How is it down there? Good, you know, uh, it's, I'm just like kind of big time now. I got to go around and, you know, make all the people happy around town, you know. I literally hate you. <laughs> As featured on Deadspin, Sports Illustrated, New York Daily News, The Big Lead, Up Rocks, Complex, Pro Bible, BSN Denver's Ryan Konigsberg. 
editor of BSNBroncos.com. You know, I was hoping, like, the first time I was on Deadspin, the headline was, like, local journalist lives wild party lifestyle way above his pay grade. And there's, like, a picture of me in Vegas, like, a little dazed with, like, three or four girls wrapped around me. And they found the Instagram video of you just making, making it, it rain. rain. Yeah, like, everything, like... And they're like, how does this guy do this? Nobody knows, but it's badass. Well, if you're going to make it rain, make it rain at the Clock Tower Grill. Uh, off by the Lincoln Light Rail Station. Stop by down there. Uh, get your pregame on if you're headed out to the ball game this summer. So, on this segment, we are going to talk about basketball recruiting. It's right around the corner, as Will says. And, uh, you know, Ryan and Will have some good information on basketball recruiting that is pertinent to the CU Buffs. You like that word? Yes. This is a good, good word. It is a good word. Uh, you missed my great Kobe, or Roby steak pun earlier. Roby steak, as in like Kobe steak, because he's playing in Japan. It's beef. Okay, good point. Good point. That's why it was a B plus, not my, an A. My best one the other night was I have beef with the Monfords. <laughs> was they, they produce beef. They're beef manufacturers. Anyways. I hate my life right now. One of the biggest questions Will asked was, what will have the biggest impact on CU basketball recruiting? What what does it take to get to that next step? And for me, I'll, I'll start. I think one of the big things is seeing guys like Lucas Seward success, uh, have success right away in their freshman year. We haven't really seen a big-time recruit have success right away in their freshman year in Boulder. Well, I mean, with all that said, you had... Josh Scott and Xavier Johnson have two really good freshman seasons. You had, I, I think, um, Spencer Dinwiddie and Askia Booker combined for the most points in program history for two freshmen. That sounds right. But, but in a sense, what we're we still haven't seen the Shabazz Muhammad's in Boulder. We haven't seen the Aaron Gordons in Boulder. Those types of impact freshmen. Those are the guys that. You're not just talking about locally, but nationally. Uh, I think that that's a very fair point. Um, the truth is, is that th- there's a lot, and we're going to touch on this later in the show, but there's a lot that works against recruiting to Colorado for both football and basketball, but they're for different reasons. Um, and this is not unique to Colorado. We're not making excuses for the University of Colorado. There are difficulties that all programs have across the country for one reason or another. Recruiting to Kansas State is not easy. Yeah. You know, it's not easy. It has some advantages. But recruiting to Kansas is. Right. There are teams that don't face challenges. Exactly. You know, Kentucky is not exactly hurting for recruiting. But for the other 99% of college athletics, there are there are things that you have to overcome. Uh one of the things that I think will help Colorado moving forward to take that next step, as you said, Jake, is, is to have a freshman that isn't just getting regional attention, but is getting national attention. Um, Alec Burks, going back, was that type of guy. He was. He that's was. before Tad Boyle. Indeed. And even and the thing is, is that Colorado... That was before the Pac-12. These guys that they're recruiting might not have even seen those games. It's possible. Very possible. It's probably likely. Yeah. Uh, and and, they, and it's not like they were in the tournament that year either. Right. Exactly. And that's the point I think I, I, is most important with Alec Brooks. Is you had one of the best freshmen in the country, but he was playing for a team that was stuck in complete mediocrity. Not even mediocrity. They had a losing record. 
Right. You know, they didn't make the tournament. Uh, Playing at truck stops. I just remember one time on ESPN, they were talking about how great John Wall was that year as a freshman. And it was players with most uh, double-digit games as freshmen. And the only person with more than John Wall was Alec Burks. Yeah. Yeah. If, if Alec Burks was a freshman this year playing for a Colorado program that has is on, is on the national landscape a bit more, then you're talking about somebody who's getting buzzed every single night. But now that Colorado's where they are, now is the time to kind of take that next step. But it's the chicken or the egg. What comes first? The guy that gains that notoriety, the freshman that you feature like that, and that gets that much uh, publicity, or recruiting him, recruiting the five-star athletes. Isn't that my narrative that I've been driving for like five it years? It absolutely <laughs> is. What comes first? Yeah. And it's not. I didn't come up with that. Everyone's but, been talking about that in college sports forever. It's it's just what it's just. It's the big question. How do you take the next step as a program? But they were so close to landing a guy that was Tyler Dorsey, and you look at Tyler Dorsey's freshman year, unbelievable freshman year, got national attention. Let's say the Buffs did get him. He's getting national attention. So in my view, they probably got to recruit a five-star guy and get him to Boulder to get that national attention. And that's the issue is they keep getting close, but close doesn't matter anymore. Close is, is irrelevant. Uh, because they can't close that guy. And, you know, going back to two recruiting classes ago when they were in on all sorts of four stars and they didn't end up getting any of them, that's when they take uh, Thomas Akizili, who looks like he's going to work out quite well in a Colorado uniform, and uh, Kenan Guzinich. I mean, and that was the, got reach, drafted. the reach of all reaches. So uh, it's just you have to connect on one of these. And that's, I mean... College sports can be flipped in a instant. I mean, with one guy sending out a tweet, I'm going to Colorado, the entire direction of Colorado's program could change for years to come because it's one program changer, one Carmelo Anthony or, or whoever it is who can put a team on his back and carry them all the way into a deep tournament. And that changes everything. Yeah. I mean, it literally changes everything. You think about Kansas State. Perfect example. Beasley. I mean, what Michael Beasley did for that program. Now, granted, you have Michael Beasley, you have Billy Walker, guys that kind of came through that program in a two-year span, but that's all it takes. Who was that point guard at Kansas State? I always forget his name that had the awesome beard. Jacob Poland. Jacob Poland. One of my favorite college basketball players. Oh, it was players. so dope. He, in, that, in that game, I will throw this back to the hardcore CU basketball fans. Uh, that Kansas State CU basketball game where Kansas State hit the buzzer beater three-point shot count. that didn't count. McGruber. That was one of my favorite games I've ever watched. McGruber yes. with the shot. Yeah. Boy. Uh, <laughs> it was that. And then, obviously, Andre Robertson posterizing Poland yes. was awesome. Yeah. Um, that was a, 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 an awesome year. Just a lot of entertainment in that year. Not to mention CU was 3-0 against Kansas State that season. Well, and here's the thing. like We have to provide perspective on CU recruiting. Not only has Tabwell not got, like, we, there have been a lot of football classes where you are signing 24 guys that Colorado has failed to land a guy or failed to land more than two or three guys with other Power 5 conference offers. Tom Boyle has never landed a class 
made up of guys that haven't received other, you know, high major offers. Not not a single one. And that counts for something, A. And B, in every class but two, he has landed a guy in the top 100 of one or more scouting networks rankings. His first class, 2011, and 2015. Those were the only two classes where guys weren't ranked one way or another. And the first class is his transition class, and guess what? One of his guys was an NBA, is an NBA starter for a team that was one win away from the NBA Finals. And the 2015 class, okay, like not his best, but Thomas Akizili, look at his offers. Colorado, Creighton, St. John's, and Utah. That's a really, that's a really good offer. Very there are four Very teams solid. that consistently make the tournament. Creighton, well, St. John's, well, Creighton more so than St. John's. But St. John's is a, is a storied basketball player. Oh, very much so. So that's your, that's your worst class. You have probably the worst recruit in the Tad Boyle era and a guy who has options all over the country, who's going to play a lot of games for you and be a menace to society for multiple years uh, on the basketball court. That's your worst class. You could... A, you could also make the you could make an argument that the 2013 class was a flop because three players transferred out. And while I get that, Trishon Fletcher was a valuable member of the team for three years. He was no schlub. He was a no. very solid player. And last year he was really starting to turn it on. And, and everyone was, and we were also pretty surprised when when he transferred. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't one of those things where they're like, ah, they're going to have to push him out to open right. up a spot. Right. And you have the Pac-12 Newcomer of the Year in that class, George King. And we've barely seen anything from him yet. We've seen one year of George King. One, one real year. His first year was a disaster, fair enough. But, like, we've seen one real year from him. And, and that's the thing, is it's the next step is landing maybe a pro in each class. Some guys leave after one year, some guys leave after two, some after three, some get drafted after four. That's the next step. But you know who's doing that at that level? You're, you're essentially, you want to be Virginia. You want to be... Maryland. Well, let's not go overboard here. You know, the story, University of Maryland Terrapins are... I won't go down that road. But you, you want to be a lot of those kind of programs. But yeah, Maryland's one of them. You want to be those programs? I I hear you. Arizona, honestly, right? You know, if 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 you're Colorado, you have to look at the gold standard in your conference. And Tad Boyle always points to Sean Miller and Dana Altman, as much as it pains to admit, uh, pain pains him to admit that. Yeah, I mean, there's no question who the standard is in this conference right now for success. Then you look at UCLA; they're putting guys in the NBA every single year. It feels like. But is it successful because their team isn't that successful? Did they put anyone in the NBA this year? Yeah, well, that's what I was. That's why I said it feels like. Because this year, they didn't have anybody drafted. Um, but that's the thing. You know, at the end of the day, you have to decide, really as a fan, because we're talking from a fan perspective here, like the next step. You have to decide what's, what's more important. Arbitrary recruiting rankings are wins. And if wins are more important at the end of the day 
then you have nothing to be upset about right now. You can want more, sure. There's nothing to be upset about. If, if you're talking from a coaching staff perspective, the coaches want to take the next step. They're tired of losing the first round. They're tired of coming in second place to five stars, to really high four stars, to McDonald's All-Americans. They're tired of it. And you know it. You don't have to have a long conversation with them to know that. You, they're, they are at the top of their field. They're incredibly competitive. And you like... They, they want to win everything. They want to do everything the best way possible. And from their perspective, you have to think that it's maddening to try to lock down one thing that, that is separating them from, from an Oreo, from a Washington who's landing five-star prospects and high four-star prospects every couple. I mean, Washington recruits four-star guys every year. They, they, they're going to land the number two player in the 2018, or is it the 2017 class? They're going to land the number two player. But they got a break. Sometimes that's what you need. Well, and it's how do you create these breaks? And, and yes. I mean, there's an elephant sitting in this room right now that, that we can't just hide from, and that is that some teams are doing the extra thing, going the extra mile. I'm not only going to get you a great education and help you get to the NBA. I'm also going to take care of your mom for the year or two that you're here. Uh, and, you know, and we're not just saying this to uh, protect Tad Boyle or in his program. I don't think there is a situation where Tad Boyle would be willing to run his program that way. Uh, and for better or for worse, I think for better in terms of, you know, being able to sleep at night, running a clean program, that's just not the way they do things. And, you know, we talk about people getting breaks to get top recruits. SMU all of a sudden recruiting really well. Baylor bringing kids into Waco. Uh, there's reasons behind that. And it's not because the scenery in Waco is great. Right. And, and that's just how it is. And I really don't believe there's going to be a situation where Tad Boyle runs a dirty program. And to your point, you know, if you do look at a Washington or UCLA and compare them to Colorado in terms of draft success and win success, Colorado bumps up against their program's win mark almost every year. Washington, Since they joined the Pac-12. Right. As Tad Boyle's been the coach. Right. Washington and UCLA have not done that, but they have had a lot of draft picks go to the NBA. So for the style of program Tad Boyle's running, it's about as successful as it's going to get. Yes, you know, they could get a few coin flip wins in the tournament and go a little bit further, but as I, as I just said, they're coin flips. It's not necessarily a problem in the mentality of the team or Tad Boyle as a coach that they're not winning first-round games in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And the other thing, the other elephant in the room is some programs play the game not necessarily cheating, but they play the game a little bit differently. Who did Washington just hire to their basketball program? The father of the number two recruit in the class of 2017. Right, that's not getting a break. That's right. creating a break. That's creating a break. Yes. And his little brother is another five-star recruit. That's sometimes what you have to do. UCLA hired David Grace, who used to coach for the Compton Magic, and they used their Adidas connection and essentially established a pipeline where if you were a four-star or five-star player for the Compton Magic, you are going to UCLA. That's what it takes. Oregon State hires Wayne Tinkle. They get Trace Tinkle. Wayne Tinkle hires Stevie Thompson. They get Stevie Thompson Jr. Yes. 
there's welcome to the game right this it, is it, the game it is out there and it's either play or get played right absolutely and that's how things work and all it takes is two players i mean if trace tingle and stevie thompson jr work out great for oregon state and they go to tournaments with them and that all works out that hire literally just for those two reasons that hire pays off and you're you have long-term sustained success for at least a five-year period due to the recruiting bump you get from the success you had with those players. We're going to come right back uh, after this commercial break. we got to take this in order to keep all of our content free. So stick around, and we'll be back on the other side. That was an epic game. I can really relax now. Let's go to a dispensary. Yeah, that's a great idea, but it's after 7, so all the dispensaries in Denver are closed. Wait. Life Flower on Leedsdale serves both medical and recreational until midnight daily. Best of all, they're a one-stop shop. They have a huge variety of edibles, drinks, concentrates, flour, and they even have glass in case we need a pipe. Oh, cool. Let's go. Life Flower Dispensary. Open 8 a.m. to 12 a.m. Monday through Sunday. Mention BSN Denver and get 15% off your entire purchase. Rain, sleet, or snow. 24 hours a day. Residential or commercial. You name it, A-Team does it. A-Team Garage Doors will meet or beat any estimate and offer same-day repairs. A-Team Garage Doors has a five-star rating and is a home advisor elite service provider. Call A-Team Garage Doors at 720-556-8016. That's A-Team Garage Doors, 720-556-8016. Call 8016 for the A-Team. If you or somebody you know has been in any type of accident, call Flesh Law. You do not want to face the insurance company alone. If you're not sure what to do, Flesh Law offers free consultation and will meet with you for as long as you need. And if you do decide to file, Flesh Law will have your litigation started immediately so that they can get your case resolved quickly. Call Flesh Law at 303-806-8886 or Google Flesh Law. That's 303-806-8886 for Flesh Law. Hi, this is Justin Gold from Justin's. If you've had my nut butter or my peanut butter cups, then you know that I take my products and my customers very seriously. So when I needed my roof replaced, I wanted somebody who feels the same way about their customers and their products that I do. Luckily for me, I found exactly that when I went to Chip Bezo from Chip's Roofing, and he provided me with a service that I'll never forget. Not only did they build me a beautiful high-wind roof with the best products available, but the quality, price, and service was exceptional. I was in contact with Chip the entire time, and him and his crew couldn't have been more professional. Chip's Roofing has my business for life. Chip's Roofing, Colorado's high-wind roofing experts for 30 years. You can find us online at chipsroofingllc.com. That's chipsroofingllc.com. Or call us now at 720-938-ROOF. That's 720-938-ROOF. Once again, 720-938-ROOF. Jackson's Hole opened up in March of 1977 and quickly became the place for watching all sporting events. Almost 40 years later, Jackson's All-American Sports Grill is keeping the reputation alive. We've upgraded our TVs to 65 and 70 inch HD flat screens. We have amazing food and to top it all off, we have almost 30 beers on tap, including our table taps so you can control at your own table. Come down to Jackson's All-American Sports Grill in Greenwood Village off of Arapahoe and I-25. Jackson's, the original sports grill. Back on the BSN Bus Podcast, live from the Blake Street Tavern, here on the corner of Blake and Park. Uh, beautiful day here in Denver, perfect day to be 
at the Blake Street Tavern, maybe outside on the patio watching the Rockies game. Uh, really doesn't get much better than that. But for CU football and CU basketball, who will get better first? Who's going to get better or who's going to take the next step? Well, what's the difference between the two? And I think that's because part for... of the debate. Because for CU football, the next step is probably getting to a bowl game, correct? Right. For CU basketball, the next step is probably getting to the Sweet 16. Both teams can get better without reaching that. So so let's go, let's go reach the next step. Okay. I think the team to take that next step will be football. But that's because football season is before basketball. I think both teams oh. are taking that next step this season. Oh, I've got a bowl game prediction and a Sweet 16 prediction for this year? Yep. Uh, Yo, let's ride. I think tie in dead skin right now. <laughs> I think um, I think the football team finds a way to get it done this year. Uh, you know, we keep you keep looking down at the schedule and you don't see six wins, but we're a little bit jaded when we look down at that schedule, and it's hard to remember how close they've been against these teams. That when you look at it on paper, you think, "Oh, that's an L." Uh, it just seems to me they just it's just going to tip. All that has to happen is the scales tip. Um, and I've been vocal about how I believe Sefo Lufau is going to play this year. I really think it's going to be a statement year for him. So I think they tip the scales, and I think they get to a bowl game. I think, you know, it's, a, it's almost like a do or die, everyone's scratching for their lives type of thing where they don't have a choice but to get to a bowl game, and they pull it off this year. So uh, I think they pull that off this year. And going forward, I think the basketball team uh, pulls it off this year too. I love the makeup of this roster. I've said it over and over and over again. I love Derek White. He's uh, he's an all-pack 12 player. Uh, you can put your mortgage on that. I, I truly wow. believe that. I think he's going to be uh, – Maybe he, can, he might win Pac-12 Player of the Year. Derek I truly White's believe pretty that. much everything Ryan looks for in a basketball player. I will say that from knowing Ryan's preferences. Uh, but he can handle the ball. He can shoot. He can get to his spots. He can shoot the mid-range jumper. He gets to the rim. He plays defense. He's everything. He, he is uh, he's, he's an amazing basketball player. He's going to really change things this year, I think, for Colorado basketball. But will okay. So mark your calendars: June 29, 2016. Ryan says bowl game and Sweet 16 in the next calendar year. Will your thoughts and your predictions? Look, I'm gonna keep it really, really real. Oh, it's about to get real. I don't hate your prediction at all, but you know the thing about being jaded is you can't be jaded until you've seen some shit. <laughs> all right. I've seen some things in my time in Boulder. Oh, we've all seen them. And until I unsee them things and I see some different things. You should go to iBleach.com. Hold on. Will is Googling iBleach. This is some fantastic podcasting right now. Right now. Yo, what the public, bro? It's how you unsee things. Um... Until I see the Colorado football program <laughs> prove that they can win. Prove, prove that they can beat anybody good. 
Mike McIntyre has not been a single good team in his career in Boulder. Okay? Not one. And it's I, I like Mike McIntyre as a man a lot. As a coach, he has a long way to go for me. And this team has a long way to go for They me. don't. No, they don't. They do. They have a short way to go. Are you? To get to a bowl game, there is a small jump they have to make, and that's just finishing football games. And obviously, that's... the biggest that's... jump there is to make in college football. It's easier to, to go from losing 55 okay, do you know to how... zero to losing 55 do you, to 40. Do you know... No, no, it is not. Out of your mind. Do you know how hard... Do you know how bad this team was? I do. I we there. talked about Fresno State not that long ago. Yeah. A big jump is getting from that game to where they are now. That is a big jump. No. Okay. Yes. That, it's a big jump. It's not the biggest jump. That is the biggest jump. I completely disagree. That is a bigger jump than going from going from 70 to 0 to 70 to 69. Nice. It's not it's the same as going from 69 to 70 to nice. 71 to 70. I completely think it's harder because you know what it means? It means that you not only need the breaks, you not only need the ball to bounce your way, but you need to be better than them. And Colorado, even when they're close against UCLA, even when they're somewhat close against USC, they're not better on that day. They've never been better on that day. They've just had no one or two things go their way enough. No, that's the opposite of what it is. I, I completely they, disagree. They were better than UCLA last year. They were better than them. They didn't get it done. And that's all that matters. Don't I, get me wrong. They were better than UCLA on that day. I could not disagree. I, In my opinion, it is so much harder to go from almost there to there than from 50,000 miles away to almost there because there's no pressure to go from 72 yes, to there se- is. going from 70 to 3 to 70 to 69 there's no pressure to get there nice. you just suck and nobody expects anything <laughs> from you nobody expects anything from you when you are 70 to 69 all of a sudden <laughs> you have guys on podcasts talking about how you're almost there you have your entire locker room, all of a sudden, when you're almost there, that pressure kicks in. In the moment, when it's fourth and six. So you think it just would have been okay if in Mike McIntyre's first two years they just kept losing 70-3? to three? You think nobody we're here anything, right now? Nobody said anything about it being okay. There's, you said there's no pressure. Of course there was pressure to there's get no, to this point. Or else there not, were, not we wouldn't the, be not, talking about Mike McIntyre right now. We'd be talking about someone else. Not nearly, Not nearly on the same level as there is for talking about getting over the hump. And I firmly, firmly believe that. And that's why, in my opinion, basketball is so much closer because in football, say this, in football to get to a bowl game, you you gotta be better than the other team at least six weeks out of 12. Right? Or just okay. have well, more points. You don't have to be better to have more points. UCLA proved that last year. Okay. So, so, you have so to have more points six weeks out of 12. In, in basketball, to get to the Sweet 16, because at that point we're already talking about them being the tournament. And, 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 and I think we can talk about that with the Colorado Buffaloes basketball program. you got to have a good weekend. So all, all you need is a good weekend and, and a good you're in the Sweet 16. That's all you need. 
You could even have a bad matchup, and if you have a good weekend, you're in the Sweet 16. That's all it takes. That's why I think the basketball program is so exponentially closer to taking the next step. I'm not saying the football team can't do it. The basketball team's closer, yeah. and I, I don't see any way to argue. But looking at red zone, look at looking at red zone scoring last year, okay, and looking at the breaks they could have gotten on the weekend that would have been the tournament. You can make the case that if either team just got luckier, they would have made a bowl game, and they would have made the Sweet 16 last year, but they didn't get lucky. Colorado enough. would have had to play Kansas in the second round. Maybe they, they just didn't get lucky. They didn't get the matchup they needed. There was nothing about the game against UConn that was anything about luck, number one. In fact, any, if anything, luck went their way more times than not in that game. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I just it, it just comes down to the fact that you're so asking me to trust a football program to change who they are. I'm not asking you to do anything. If, if you want me to side with you, you would hypothetically be asking <laughs> me to disregard everything I've come to know about this team. And that's, that's a fair favor to ask. But I just, I just think it's harder. I think they're close, but I, don't, I, I just think for them to get to that next step will be more difficult than for the basketball team. Okay, so I'm on your side when I do think they need to get the wins, Will. It's all about the W's at the end of the day. But I agree with that. I'm with Ryan in the sense that it's so much harder to jump from getting like one and two star recruits and, and being at the point where you're getting your ass whooped by Fresno State to getting to the point where you're in competition with UCLA. That is a huge step. The step that it takes to get from competing against UCLA to beating UCLA is literally two bounces. It was that last year. Do you know how hard it is to get two bounces in college football? Do you know how hard it, that it is? It is hard, but it doesn't. I mean, I see it Ryan, happens. I see Ryan win in Vegas all the time. <laughs> it happens. Things happen. They go people's don't, way sometimes. Don't get me wrong. Things happen. Again, I've seen some shit. <laughs> okay? and Especially shit happened to me in Vegas. Right. So, look, I don't mean to, like, dump all over the football team's chances. I, I think that they have a good chance to go to a bowl game. And but, it is really hard to trust them because they haven't proved anything. But to go from, like, they they were close to finishing two years ago. Right. And they were no closer last year. Something has to give. And something doesn't have to give. Something does something have to give. Something may give. If may nothing, or may not. If it doesn't give, then it's Mike McIntyre giving his job. Right. Okay, fair enough. Then, But that's the thing is, for them to win, nothing has to give. Like, you either win or you don't. And at a certain point, if they haven't gotten lucky by now, I'm not of the belief that, oh, this is the time that it's going to happen where they're going to magically beat somebody that they shouldn't beat because they got lucky. This far in, I'm of the belief that if you haven't gotten lucky by now, you're not going to get lucky. All right. Well, we can, only, we can only watch and see. We can only watch and see. But they might get it. Who knows? And as we head out to commercial break, Daft Punk's Get Lucky is playing in the background. Is it so really? I don't, we've come too far. I don't think it actually is playing, is it? It will in the post-production. That's how oh, these things work. Yeah. Will, you're away keeping away all the secrets again. Second week in a row. We'll be right back after the commercial break. 35 miles west of Vail, nestled in the Rocky Mountains, is Colorado's most beautiful golf course, 
Gypsum Creek. The creek flows through the course as Colorado wildlife is spotted, along with views of the Red Table Mountains. You can play this spectacular course for as low as $68 for 18 holes, and that even includes the cart. The twilight rate is less than half of that. Book your next tournament, wedding, or special event at gypsumcreekgolf.com. That's gypsumcreekgolf.com. Euflora is the Apple Store of cannabis. With three locations, the biggest selection in the state, and a tech-driven shopping experience, Euflora is the only dispensary you need. Euflora has over 75 types of edibles, tinctures, topicals, and drinks, and they have over 20 strains of flour at all times. To see everything Euflora has to offer, go to EufloraColorado.com. That's EufloraColorado.com. When is the last time you went to the Rock Restaurant and Bar on Smoky Hill Road? With 69-cent wings on Mondays, trivia on Tuesdays, and $2 domestics during happy hour and weekends, the Rock Restaurant and Bar is the only choice when I'm in South Aurora. They're open 9 a.m. to 2 a.m. every day, making them a great place for a big breakfast, tasty lunch, or a nice dinner. The Rock is off of Smoky Hill Road, just a few blocks west of E-470. Find them online at therockrest.com. That's therockrest.com. Why go to the Clock Tower Grill? Because of the burgers? Sure. How about the 15 big screen TVs and the 100-inch projection screen? Okay. How about the fact that it's conveniently located at the Lincoln Light Rail Station? Yep. We could do this all day. The bottom line is that the Clock Tower Grill has unique food and drink specials every single day and offers something for everyone all the time. Head down to the Lincoln Light Rail Station and let's have some fun at the Clock Tower Grill. Back on the BSN Buffs podcast, uh, this week the Colorado Athletic Hall of Fame added some more people into uh, the hall, and we thought, what? <laughs> so the bad. Hall of Fame admitted people to the hall. <laughs> Gosh. Just keep it going. Just keep Just it going. Clapping. Sorry. Right. Clap. Back on the BSN Buffs podcast, this week there were some more additions to the Colorado Athletic Hall of Fame, so we thought we would give our Mount Rushmores of Colorado athletes uh, to end this podcast here. Uh, I guess I'll start. Uh, I'm going to go uh, number one, Byron Wizer-White. I, I saved myself. Save myself. His name was not Byron. 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 Good I God, corrected dude. myself. I corrected myself. Oh, my Lord. Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I want The White Album by him is so good. Um, anyways, so Wizard White. I hate you so much. <laughs> so much. Rashawn Salam, Chauncey Billups, and John Stearns. Tell, tell the listeners about John Stearns. Well, John Stearns played 11 years in the big leagues. Uh, he's from Denver, Colorado, played 810 games, was an all-star four still, different times for the New York the, Mets. And we still don't Oh, now we know what sport he is. It took you four sentences to say what sport he plays, and you still didn't say it. We just inferred it. He was a Hall of Famer four times in almost one World Series. He was a Hall of Famer? You mean all-star? I mean all-star four times, yes. I was at Coors Field until 215 in the morning. Give me a break. All right. All right. Go around the room. 
Will, go ahead. Yeah, we're going counterclockwise today. Go ahead, Will. We're going counterclockwise. Who's the boss here? All right, well, I'm going to go... Uh, uh, I'm going to go next. Mary, Decker, Stanley, Seal Bear... No, I'm just kidding. Um, um, my, my four. My four. Will ended up going first. <laughs> I'm not going to let him steal any thunder of mine. I have a great list. All right? Great list. Um, Eddie Crowder okay. is on my Hall of Fame. Coach. Yes. Indeed, he was. And he was also an athletic director. Yeah, coach and athletic director. Um, so I've got Eddie Crowder. I'm going to have Rashad Salam. He won possibly the most coveted individual trophy in all of college sports. So I think he's got to be there. Right next to the Hobie Baker. No one Literally knows what that age. is. Um, I'm also going to go with Dave Logan. I mean, I'm a multi-sport athlete. The impact that he has had in Colorado in general. I don't think could be overstated. Uh, and then I'm going to go with uh, Russell Sox Walseth okay. as well. Those like, are my top four. I like your list. I'm going to go with uh, Shelly Sheets, Cami Carmen. Nice. Uh, Kate Fagan? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm surprised no one had this. Uh, Bill McCartney. I, is, he, I considered him. Yeah, he is on my uh, the greatest coach uh, in CU history. Not regardless of sport. No, maybe not. Um, you got to go with the uh, uh, Wetmore. Yeah, I, I think say, Wetmore I might be the greatest coach in CU history. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Rashawn Salon. Uh, you you just have to have have him on there because of him. You're part of because of Bill McCartney. You have a national championship. Because of Rashawn Salam, you have a Heisman Trophy. You're one of 24 schools to have both of those. Good knowledge. Um, good knowledge. They have to be on there. Um, next. I am going to put. I'm blanking. Who I who I had? Scott Cliff Mealy? No, no. It was Cha- okay. So Chauncey. Wow. He was only. What is his impact on Colorado? Right. Athletics? I mean, that's the same thing as Dave Logan. Yeah. You're but putting him in there for his overall. Dave Logan was arguably more impactful while on campus. He was a very good baseball player in school too. He did a lot of things. Arguably. Not Anytime for sure. I talk about baseball, everyone there. wants to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your fourth? I'm blanking on who I had as my fourth. Still Barry? Was it Weezer? Oh, right. Byron, <laughs> Byron Weezer White. The greatest student athlete in the to history of school. anything. Yeah. Uh, I truly believe that. In, in terms of emphasis on student, the greatest student athlete ever. Uh, he, you know about him being uh, a Supreme Court justice. He also... In his entire time at CU, only got two Bs. Yeah. Everything else was A's. That's like me. I only got two Bs. <laughs> 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 so, yes, those are my Good four. Um, and, and really, I think Byron Wizard White probably deserves to be first. Um, I truly believe probably. that he's no one will ever surpass his legacy at CU. It's unfortunate that it was so long ago. But, I mean, uh, four-sport athlete. Uh, Courthouse four blocks away from here is named after him. Right. He was the the running back, the punt returner, the kick returner, the punter, the kicker, the defensive back. He was literally everything. You can't beat him. And you can't beat this podcast, the BSN Buffs podcast live from the Blake Street Tavern. We'll see you back again next week for Will Whalen, Ryan Koningsberg. I am Jake Shapiro. Thanks for tuning in and follow all our content on bsnbuffs.com.